And you know what that means. It is time for a Titans football feast on 3HL. Talking to you today from Buffalo Wild Wings in Hendersonville. Joe Hunk is back in our Cumulus Nashville studios. Ron Slade to my left. I am Will Bowling. There is lots to discuss in the National Football League. Carson Wentz with COVID. Titans moving on to the Miami Dolphins. Alan Bell and Jim Wyatt here in hour one. Ron Slay, lots to talk about as Titans get ready for Miami. How are we doing? Doing the building. I'm in 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 the building. Here we go. Now we're in the building. You've made your interest. Yes, now I'm here. It's going down. I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I knew he wasn't going to answer until I played it. You Look, know, they don't, they don't teach huh? you in journalism school how to throw to somebody's opening montage. Yeah. I, I'm learning on the job. I don't know. Does everybody have one? That's the that's next well, question. Oh, no. Only those who are worthy have opening montages, and you've got two of them. Listen, everybody, so very worthy. everybody can't tap into a resource like Red Gordy B, man. <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm fortunate to have Red on my side, man. And I'm going to use it up. It's only right. Morale needs to be boosted because Ron Slay and I both on Monday Night Football last night we're riding Saints money line. Hey man. So we, spirits need to be raised. Let's here to start the show. I don't know if uh it's not looking great for Notre Dame quarterback. <laughs> like no Notre Dame quarterback has started the NFL game and won 24 straight games. Hey man, that, that something got to happen, dog. <laughs> something got to happen, man. They had this man I was willing to get in my truck and I knew I wouldn't have made it in time. But drive down to New Orleans and tell Sean Payton, man, please, please stop calling passing plays. <laughs> like, this man's going to get killed, dude, on national television. In book. I'm telling you right now. In book. Whoever, whoever his insurance policy is through, <laughs> I'm, I'm renegotiating it. Because he got to be high, dude. They just put that man on death row, walked the green mile in front of the Miami Dolphins. And, Lord, I... I I'm just so happy he was able to hug Tua at the end, man. That was dangerous. 20-3, to the win for the Miami Dolphins Shoot. last night, who now get ready for the Tennessee Titans coming up in Week 17. Mm. Looking at the past four Notre Dame products to start NFL regular season games, they have lost 24 consecutive starts, mm. with Ian Book making his first career NFL start for the Saints last night. So that includes, Slay, Brady Quinn, yeah. Jimmy Clausen, Deshaun Kaiser, and Ian Book. It is the longest streak in the NFL since 1950. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed about this. This is the craziest stat that I've seen in the NFL this season. That, that's that. They should be ashamed of that stat. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what they should be. And Brian Kelly just got hired in the school right down the road yeah. to continue to produce said quarterbacks that don't win in the NFL. <laughs> Man, I would be standing outside if I was an NFL um, um, uh, scout, and I'll be pegging him in the head with baseballs, tennis balls. <laughs> like, dude, what are y'all doing up at Notre Dame, man? All right, and shout out to Jimmy Clausen, man. That's my guy, man. I want Jimmy. I wanted Jimmy to do well, but I guess you went to the you shouldn't have never left. So coming up on today's show, we talk some Monday night football, the recap, yeah. and really a nice scouting report opportunity for the Titans as they got an up close look at the Miami Dolphins with a twenty to three win. We're going to talk later in the show today about how that Miami Dolphins offense looks similar to the Tennessee Titans offense. Now, anybody who watched that game last night, if you're a Titans fan, you're thinking, oh, no, because that offense didn't look that great last night uh, against, albeit a pretty good Saints defense. But we're going to get into our first look at the Miami Dolphins, what they do well 
uh, and take a look at how the Week 17 scouting report looks pretty similar for the Dolphins defense going up against the Titans and the Titans defense going up against the Dolphins. Got Alan Bell coming up at 320. You're going to make you a little bit of money. Look, there are a lot of COVID situations going on around the NFL, not just with the Tennessee Titans. So uh, we're going to get his thoughts on how you bet Week 17, specifically looking at Dolphins, Titans, looking at the Music City Bowl for Tennessee, looking at Browns and Steelers and some other big games going on this week, mm-hmm. including the college football playoff. We got Jim Wyatt at 345. Titans headlines yesterday. We'll get to those, reset those coming up here in a minute. But, Slay, it's the daily routine at this point. We're around 3, 3.30, 4 o'clock. You just kind of expect every team to put who else is going on the COVID list for that day. So at this point, we're just kind of waiting around because I would assume that most teams are going to have some kind of update around this time every day. We'll get Jim's thoughts on that if those headlines have broken coming up at 345. Yeah, that's, it's, it's becoming the norm, man, and how you counter that and how you have people in place to be able to pull from a pool to put those guys in place or even if they can get out, if they can test test out, which I think is going to be great. They can test out, or if you can get guys to avoid it, man, and, and um, pass with a negative test automatically and just make it to the next week. I think that's going going into the playoffs, a lot's going to hinge on that, man. They, they cut it down to five days, but what happens if you get a positive test on Thursday? Like, in trying to test out, it's going right. If this happened to the Colts and they, they squeaked into the playoffs, this will be a problem, man. Well, it makes a big difference in the way teams are – really punished when they get positive tests. Yeah. This per Adam Schefter today, the NFL and NFLPA are getting close to adopting the new CDC guidelines that would reduce the quarantine time to five days from ten days mm-hmm. for all players, including those who are unvaccinated. Now, we do know this about Carson Wentz. He is on the record as saying he made the personal choice not to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Yep. So this could not come at a better time for the Indianapolis Colts who announced today that Carson Wentz has been placed on the COVID-19 list. Yeah, that, that, and if it went into place, um, then COVID, I mean, COVID, Carson would be able to play on Sunday um, if he were able to test out. But right. he's unvaccinated. And that's if, as well, his positive test came yesterday. Right. Too. That's right. That's, that's, right. A, that's a big part of this. So if they're announcing this today, that would mean uh, possibly that Carson Wentz tested positive yesterday, that would clear him in the five days in time to play on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. And you know what? And let me just say this on behalf of all the Titans fans. We don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me just throw that Stephen out Stephen A. Smith, I'm here to tell you right now, <laughs> yeah. we don't care. Hey, man, well, listen, it's a different goal in mind for the Titans, man. That's to try to get the easiest path on the way to a Super Bowl championship. Regardless of who drops out, who gets COVID, listen, man, the Titans have been dealing with problems all year long. So all I think they're saying is welcome to the party. Woo! Oh, and you got a party right now because you got a chocolate cake in front of you. With the ice cream. Well, what's it, 309? You're eating dessert? With ice cream. What's going on here? Man, you know, Would you let Lil Ron eat dessert at 309? Man, Lil Ron, Lil Ron was sneaking eating at 309 <laughs> in the morning. I had to go to 309 in the morning. Well, I had hey, to hey. take his virtual reality um, headset from him <laughs> last night because he was up playing. Like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It's 3 in the morning. Like, I ain't even trying to be up. What you doing? Though? Lil Ron and I have that in common. Yeah, y- y'all have a problem. <laughs> That's what y'all got in, in common in. 615-737-1045 is how you interact with the show today. Come out and see us if you're in the area live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Hendersonville. We want to see you for our Titans football feast. Unfortunately, no Jayon Brown today uh, who would schedule to be our player. 
uh, coming up in the final hour of today's show. But we're going to keep it Titan-centered, NFL-centered throughout the show today. We're going to give you an in-depth preview of Titans and Dolphins. And we're also, Ron Slay, going to take a look at games that matter in the NFL mm-hmm. in Week 17. I'm hard-pressed to find a week that had so many relevant games to the playoff picture. Now, granted, that's pretty easy to do when half the teams in the AFC are still mathematically around right. that wild-card spot, including the seventh-seeded Miami Dolphins, yep. who will be coming to Nashville on Sunday. But there are a lot of games that we're going to look at later on in the show that matter not only to the Titans, but matter to most NFL fan base coming up this weekend. Yep, you're exactly right. And I, um, coming in here, I actually passed the the 18-wheeler um, the Monday Night Football 18-wheeler. Did you really? Yeah, it was coming, I guess, coming from New Orleans on his way up to Pittsburgh. That's a big-time game for um, the Browns and the Steelers. It is. You know, they're still alive. How they alive? Uh, no earthly idea, but they're still alive. <laughs> so that was interesting. I wonder if I wonder where the Booger Mobile is stashed. It's, uh, somewhere where crooked fingers are. <laughs> Probably, more than likely. I was going to say, because a couple years ago, you would have been watching the Booger Mobile just roll by you. Yeah. And that odd little, like, Rolling contraption they had Booger <laughs> McFarland on to call Monday Night Football? Yes. Hey, man, listen. Buffalo Wild Wings is going down. They even got dessert. It's good, too. And why they brought me two spoons, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> like, I'm going like to share with Caitlin that's or unfortunate news to me. Will. Like, I know. Both hands. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I knew Hunk. Wait, hey, oh, yeah, I need his microphone accessible that's to right, Joe. <laughs> oh, Hunk. I don't know what he's in for. It's about to be a lot of smacking doing this. As break. a person that loves food, I can speak Slay's language on this one. <laughs> We've got your chance to win Titans tickets coming up later today. Titans ticket uh, opportunity coming up. Titans ticket Tuesday at five fifteen. Come see Christian Kaposi, Caitlin Alexander, our entire one hundred four five the Zone crew. We've got giveaways for you here. Looking forward to seeing you if you are in the area in Hendersonville. Going to be a fun time. We don't have a Titans player with us today. No. We don't have Brent Doherty. We don't Mm-mm. have Don Davenport. Mm-mm. But this is no huddle radio, Ron Slay. Yeah, we, we, this we is up-tempo. We are the Josh Heupel offense of radio now. shows. This is going to be a fast three hours. So go ahead and get that seatbelt, buckle it in, mm-hmm. and get ready to run a no huddle offense. Because that's what we do here on this show. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Coming up next, though, we talk with our guy, Alan Bell. Slay, do you like American dollars? What? Got to help. Do you like U.S. American dollars? Got to help. Well, you're in luck. Why? Alan Bell's going to have some winners for us. Well, let's do it. Coming man. up next, how to bet NFL Week 17, college football playoff. Plus, Chris Lowe told us yesterday that he would bet 80% of Ron Slay's bank account on Tennessee to beat Purdue in the Music City Bowl. And last night, Ron, did, Ron Slay did that. <laughs> We're going to see how much of Ron Slay's bank account Alan Bell is willing to, to gamble on the Tennessee Volunteers Thursday in the Music City Bowl. Alan Bell, sportsline.com. Coming up next, it's Buffalo Wild Wings live 3HL in Hendersonville, and it's 104.5 The Zone. (laughs) 3HL on 104.5 The Zone, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Hendersonville. AllenBellSportsLine.com coming up here in a moment. But first, Ron Slay, very quickly, some breaking Titans news. Yes. The COVID list has been unfortunately updated. It is Jayon Brown mm. who joins the team's reserve COVID-19 list, as well as practice squad wide receiver Cody Hollister is placed on the practice squad COVID list. Julio got lucky, didn't he? That's right. Take Julio's spot. But um, burn, man. It's just attacking. 
I wonder if they're Jayon, you know what though? Jayon is I'm I'm a guess and say he's vaccinated. I believe so. Because he, he doesn't come around with masks and stuff like that. So sure. he's a, he has the possibility of testing out. Don't not sure about Hollister, but yeah. Man, you want to get all you guys back, man. Miami ain't listen. Miami's on the winning streak. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Will, looking at the schedule, they ain't played nobody. Right. They ain't played nobody Titans caliber. Absolutely. Um they gotta be taken for real though. Anybody's on the winning streak. A win in Anybody's NFL, won seven in a row in this league. There you go, Will. Absolutely. We're joined now by Alan Bell, presented by Genesis Auto Brokers. Hate the hassle of traditional dealerships. Start the easiest car buying experience at GenesisAutoBrokers.com. Alan Bell, SportsLine.com. What's going on, AB? How are you? AB. Man, I'm fantastic, boys. How y'all doing? We are good. And look, I'm going to start off here because usually I'm sitting about 10 feet away as Brent, Don, and Slay do this show. And I'm usually yelling at Brent before this segment starts that I am an early edge lifer. Early Edge, this podcast at Sportsline.com, I'm a huge fan of you guys and what you guys do. So I just want to start by thank you, uh, thanking you for making me some, some U.S. dollars over these past couple months <laughs> as I got into the podcast. Man, I, I'll tell you what, man. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, we've got a really good group, man. And Jonathan Coachman, he's the perfect host. He's done such a good job. And, and you just really appreciate you saying that. We try to do the best that we can. You know, 10 minutes in, get in, get out, get you your picks, and move on. I appreciate you saying that for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, all right. We're talking Dolphins and Titans now with the updated Titans COVID list. Miami, of course, last night in Ian Book's first career start. Two interceptions, one return for a touchdown. Dolphins open plus three in Nashville. Really interesting game considering the Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to lose seven straight and then win seven straight in the same season. This is a a, a difficult line for me. Yeah, it's brutal, and we're not going to be able to, to really decide until, you know, we get the, the, the full list of who's playing, who's not, you know, with COVID, et cetera, uh, later in the week. But I'll say this, you know, just breaking the game down, look, you've got two really good defenses that are the perfect foil for what each other's offense does, right? So you look at Miami, this is an aggressive cover zero, right on the line, man on man, uh, an aggressive defensive line, that if you don't have a good offensive line, they will attack your quarterback. And let me say this. This defensive line for Miami is better than what we saw out of San Francisco in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback and blitzing totals. However, they're not as good at getting the quarterback down. Okay, so I think the Titans are going to have some good success uh, in terms of how they get creative with the offense. And then you look at Miami, very short passes, run the ball. Well, that's what Tennessee's defense is built to do. So long story short, this is going to be a really fun, old-school, aggressive game. If I had to choose anything, give me the under 41 in this game. I think it's going to be literally a 17-13 game because both teams also really need to win this game. Yeah, I, I think I think the same way, A.B. Um, Will gave you a lot of props when you came on talking about making him a lot of money. I want to thank you um, for driving me crazy throughout the year, A.B. So thank you and <laughs> your podcast and your, your partners for driving me wild. That's, how about that? <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'll take it any way we can get it, baby. If we're just getting mentioned, man, I'll take that. Hey, you know what? Let me ask you this one more thing, too, before I ask you about sports. Man, you, you've been a wild Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah. Hey, man, did you know they got a chocolate cake with a little ice cream in this thing, man? Do they really? No, man. I, I have it. Look, now I'll say this. Buffalo Wild Wings is fantastic. I love, like, the appetizer like kind of like a sampler thing that they have. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Asian Zing, Asian yeah. Zing Wings are the ones for me, and a blue moon. 
Like, dude, money. Now that you let me know that they got a chocolate cake, like, I'm going to have to hit that one up, too. I know. Hey, dude. Just got my plan uh, for 615. Thank you. I'm huh? telling you, AB, it'll change you, man. That's my go-to, too, the Asian zine. But outside of that, man, we just saw Carson Wentz got put on uh, the COVID protocol list. Will we see much movement in a struggling Raiders team that's just holding on by a thread that seems just want to, even though they're, they're in a hunt, but they kind of want to get the season over with. Colts, you know, they got something really to play for. He's unvaccinated. A lot of movement in the spread after this or what? Yeah, so uh, the spread's already jumped from uh, the Colts were seven-and-a-half-point favorites. We saw it drop all the way down just about 30 minutes ago to four-and-a-half. It's kind of mm. bounced back to six with, these, with the news that the NFL might change the COVID right. uh, protocol in terms of 10 days to five days. Don't know about that yet. But if it's five days, Carson could play. So all that being said, understand how the game script in this one is going to work, okay? The Raiders just yeah. aren't that good. They're just yeah. not, all right? And the Colts have a tremendous defense. So Frank Reich, as head coach, whether Carson is playing or not, is going to actually be pretty conservative in this game. You're going to see a ton of Jonathan Taylor carries. You're going to see a ton of short yardage passing because they know that Las Vegas will not be able to drive 75 yards over and over and over again against that defense. So they don't necessarily have to beat the Raiders 30 to 21. They could mm-hmm. beat them 20 to 6, right? Yeah. So if anybody's looking at this one, I think this is another game that's really good uh, for the under because both teams are going to want to run the ball a ton as well. So you're going to have a clock that's just constantly moving. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, I, I really like the under in this game as well. All right, one more. Uh, let's do one more pro game. Brown, uh, the Browns and the Steelers. Now, it's at Heinz Field. We know it's a different team for the Steelers when they are at Heinz Field. Big difference than what they just put up? Or is this just the end of the road and we're just hanging on for dear life? So here's the question I want to pose, okay? okay. This might be the last game Ben Roethlisberger ever plays at Heinz Field. Yes. Ever. Last game he might ever play in front of Steelers fans, all right? Mm-hmm. That, to me, alone, that's a, that, that, that's a game that the Steelers find a way to win, all right? Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a way that Mike Tomlin finds a way to go out correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the scary part is that the Browns have Nick Chubb, and the Steelers' front defense really isn't that great, so he could take <laughs> over that game. But that being said, if you're giving me the Steelers with that scenario at home against a team that, that Ben Roethlisberger has had immense success against mm-hmm. give me the Steelers plus three especially in a prime time setting where it's it's all eyes on that yeah give me the Steelers plus three of those ones yeah him being from Ohio all that all that plays a factor I'm with you on that yep it's a really interesting matchup too because it, it seems like the Steelers this time of year find ways to win games at home that they're not supposed to win and the Browns this time of year wherever they're playing find ways to lose games that they're supposed to win. The the bigger issue for me, Alan, that's so interesting in this matchup, Steelers have allowed over 100 rushing yards in eight consecutive games. I think if this was (laughs) not a a, a Big Ben farewell game, I would be completely on the other side of this. But I think you're exactly right. The fact that this might be the last time Big Ben suits up here in Renegade and Heinz Field, I want no part of betting against him in this game. Uh, Agreed. I completely agree, right? Like, I I agree 100% 100% with that right there. And it's why a couple weeks ago when the Titans were going into there, like betting-wise, I was like, this is just not a good matchup because it's they just make it so difficult to play there. They make games ugly, right? And you just got to find a way to win. So I agree with you 100% on that.
All right, now let's shift gears to Tennessee and Purdue coming up on Thursday. Tennessee, go six and zero. Thank you, Ron Slay. Six and zero as favorites in its last six games. The over is five and zero in Tennessee's last five games. But Purdue also eleven and four as underdogs in their last fifteen games. Obviously, well documented. The players that Purdue will be without their top two receivers, their big edge rusher on Thursday against Tennessee. What do you like in this one? Yeah, so I like Tennessee. Now, uh, we've seen nine points of movement in this game. Remember, Tennessee opened as a three-point dog and now being six-point favorites. Like, that's a ton. Uh, it has to do a lot, obviously, with, uh, you know, Purdue and their players that are out. Not to mention, Tennessee's been a really big, like, national favorite in terms of betting games. Look, Tennessee's going to win this game. It's a home game. I have no issue, right, riding Tennessee in this one at six. I think the best play is going to be first half. All right, now we know about Tennessee in first quarters, which the first quarter is sitting minus half a point. Could be a good play for Tennessee as well. But I like the first half, minus three and a half. I think Tennessee comes out aggressive, as they always do. It's going to be a comfortable setting for them, and their offense is going to you know, do what it does. Right? Like, I have no issues with Tennessee. I think we're going to see the exact same kind of game that we've seen out of Tennessee week after week after week, which is a good thing. Now, Purdue, can they keep up? Can they score? Tennessee's defense will give up points. Sure, we've seen that all year. Uh But can they do it consistently? And I don't know if they can. So I trust Tennessee in this game. But I think first half minus three and a half, if you're betting on it, that's probably your best play. You've been super consistent with that bet right there, A.B. First half half with Tennessee doing what they do, you keep on saying that. And they've been hitting big every time in the first half. And literally, first quarter and first half, like this team mm-hmm. is just so consistent in the way that they come out. They don't waste any time. Uh, it, it's just been a phenomenal bet all season long. What other college football um, playoff games? Uh, I mean, you got Georgia, you got Cincinnati, you got Michigan, Alabama. You got these four. Yep. Cincinnati coming into it, Alabama. Both of them shunning away from being the guy in this game. Everybody wants to be the underdog. Everybody got the, the underdog mentality coming into the game. But, like, come on, are we, are we serious with this, A.B., or, or what, with Cincinnati? I'll say this. All right, so Cincinnati and Alabama. All right? Okay. Look, Alabama, I think Nick Saban is going to take a, a page out of that Patriots-Bills game a couple weeks ago, the first one, in the sense of looking at it saying, I could beat you 45 to 35, but I could also just beat you – 27 to 10 and just be healthy and go to the national championship game, right? I'm playing the under 58 and a half because I think that approach is going to be how Alabama goes about it. And Cincinnati's offense isn't really high scoring. They're, they're a defensive team. They're just a good balanced football team. And I also think with Cincinnati in the first half, if you're, you know, head coach Luke Fickle, you look at this game and say, I can't win this game in the first half, but I could absolutely lose this game in the first half. So I think you see a conservative approach. They're not going to be afraid to play field position. They're not going to do anything risky to give Alabama's defense a free seven points, the ball on the four. Like, I think they just want to get to halftime and say, okay, second half now, let's see what some craziness can happen. So give me the under in this one. It screams it on all levels. AllenBellSportsLine.com with us here on 104.5 The Zone. Allen, Georgia and Michigan. That's been a big number towards Georgia for me, given the way Stetson Bennett played in the SEC championship game, the well-documented pass rush that Michigan has. What do you like in this one? Because this one, to me, is one of the more difficult bets of the college football bowl season. 
it's very difficult. And we're seeing some, you know, some steam on Georgia moving in that line from seven and a half to eight at some books. I'll say this, man. Michigan's a better team than people give them credit for. And they're a better offensive team than people give them credit for. Michigan leads the country in 50 plus yards plays, uh, 50 plus yard plays from scrimmage. 60-plus yard plays from scrimmage, and 70-plus yard plays from scrimmage. And the one thing, yeah, the one thing that Georgia's defense can't do is bring down the quarterback. They just don't get that much pressure. They can do everything else gloriously, but they don't do it. So if you have a Michigan quarterback who's not necessarily the best passer, but he has time, I think he's going to find success. And these two teams are very, very similar. And Kirby's going to coach it conservatively. You know that. So if you're giving me Michigan plus seven and a half plus eight, I'm going to ride Michigan. I think Georgia wins the game, but I'm going to take Michigan with those points because I think it's going to be a pretty tight game throughout. I like that. Alan, I want to ask you, too, uh, just real quick about kind of the COVID situations. And I know we've talked a little bit about the timing of, of how you bet these games, but every single week, I mean, I saw Adam Schefter yesterday say that more players in the NFL have tested positive this month than they did all of last regular season. Uh, which is pretty phenomenal. How long are you waiting to bet some of these games? I know Slay and I, when Purdue announced their number two receiver will be out, went ahead and sprinkled a little bit of Tennessee uh, in the Music City Bowl. But are, are you kind of advising a little more caution than usual right now, or are you just looking for a certain number and then taking things when you can get one that you like? Yeah, so uh, you're, you're spot on. Uh, time is your friend here, right? And I know you talked about our show, The Early Edge. Normally, I'm the first person screaming Tuesday, Wednesday, like, take these value points right. while you can. You just can't do it now because you just don't know what's going to happen. And it could happen three, four hours before the game that key players are out. So you just have to be careful. Um, I'll say this. Anybody out there that, that's a little hesitant on betting spreads and totals, look at player props. They're much more consistent than these games spreads and totals are. But, yeah, you're, you're correct. Be safe. Uh, take your time because a lot of things could change very, very quickly. Two games I'm, um, I'm watching closely, especially after Alabama and all those teams get to finish playing. I want to see how Lane Kiffin ends with Ole Miss. I'm interested to see what he does um, with his team. And I'm also interested in the Oklahoma-Oregon game. Like, both teams could be in disarray, in a sense. Um, yeah. Do the players buy into what's being preached? Like, does Bob Stoops rally the troops? Forget about Lincoln Riley. We are Oklahoma. <laughs> Let's go Boomer soon. All that. Like, does that carry over into a bowl game versus Oregon, who clearly quit on their team? I mean, well, on their coach. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, it, it, this is a perfect scenario for what you're talking about because Oregon players are going to be upset that their coach is gone. And not that Oklahoma players aren't, but just what you said, Bob Stoops has done a great job kind of circling the wagons. Right. They bring in an Oklahoma guy, and Brent Venable's like, I think Oklahoma's going to get a boost out of this. And I think Oregon is going to be just kind of not even wanting to practice, yeah. play. Plus, Oregon's down 30 players from the transfer portal <laughs> and the COVID list. Yeah, dude, like they're going in with 30 less scholarship players than their normal roster take oklahoma all day in yeah. this one i know the lines jump to seven but get it before it goes seven and a half oklahoma will blast and plus caleb williams their quarterback he's played this year so it's not right. like you know you're putting in somebody who's never played uh the other game that you brought up uh i, I forgot which one and you ain't uh, even necessarily got to pick this game but old miss and baylor i just oh yeah does lane kiffin want to make a statement in this game well uh two things matt if matt corral's playing absolutely take old miss too 
Lane Kiffin, his new contract gets a hundred grand for every non-conference win that he gets. So oh, it wow. absolutely <laughs> means something to Lane Kiffin there. Just means also, more. the last. Yeah, the last one I'll say is this. Notre Dame minus two and a half. You talk about coaching changes. They're going to be fired up yes. for Marcus Freeman being their head coach and the coaches that stayed against an Oklahoma State team that could have been in the college football playoff, isn't, and I don't think they have any interest in this game whatsoever. I bet Notre Dame, they're two and a half. I bet mm-hmm. they win by ten or more. They'll Ooh, blast nice. Oklahoma State. Nice. Alan, one more for you on the way out. It's incredible the dynamic of Mike Leach versus his former employer uh, tonight in the Liberty <laughs> yeah. Bowl, Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Mike Leach has been talking about how he's still got millions of dollars. He hasn't been paid by Texas Tech. I've never seen a bowl game like this where the head coach is just openly angry at the team they're about to play. But the <laughs> over in this one, 58 and a half, uh, I feel like if Mississippi State is up late in this game, uh, Mike Leach is not going to stop throwing the football, and uh, there could be a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, you've got two offenses that are going to be putting the ball out there, going to be putting up points, and exactly the scenario that you just said in regards to Mike Leach. Like, this game's going to be crazy. Like, any game with Mike Leach in there, it's going to be nuts. So, I would say, yeah, don't try, to, don't try to find your value on a double-digit spread. Just play the over, have a beer, and enjoy the game, because that's exactly what's going to go down. Alan Bell, SportsLine.com, presented by Genesis Auto Brokers. AB, always appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter at AllenBell247. We will catch up soon, my friend. Hey, appreciate it, boys. Thank you so much. All right, AB. All right, Alan Bell on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Yeah, that over it, uh, that total at 58.5, Slay. Yeah. Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Chris Lowe said that with us yesterday. Mm. Said that Mike Leach might throw the ball 60 or 70 times in this game. He did say that. If Chris Lowe is saying that, then you might as well go ahead and make your bet now. They're going to air this thing out, boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Liberty Bowl tonight. Of course, earlier today, Slay, uh, Auburn falls to Houston uh, in the Birmingham Bowl. And we don't have enough bowl games. Yeah. Because of moments like this, Dana Holgerson, the Houston head coach, started his press conference reportedly after beating Auburn by complaining about how long Auburn's press conference was. And another reporter said that Dana Holgerson was outside the door of Brian Harson's press conference yelling, hurry up, <laughs> asking him to get done so he could talk to the media. Wow. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to be playing around, man. This at Lyndon Blake, uh, who says he also yelled, hurry up, during Brian Harson's conference from outside the door. Wow. That's the kind of pettiness that only college football can bring. It is, man. I guess he told him to lock the door. <laughs> who, who wants to talk to the loser? Let's get the winner in. Yeah. <laughs> 615-737-1045. Buffalo Wild Wings in Hendersonville, the site of our Titans football feast. And, Slay, when we come back, we transition the conversation back to the Tennessee Titans, who have placed two more players on the COVID-19 reserve list. Jim Wyatt, TennesseeTitans.com, coming up next. We'll address the headlines and learn who the heck's going to play wide receiver on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Jim Wyatt gives us the latest. Coming up next, it's 3HL, and it's 104.5 The Zone. Three HL one zero four five the zone live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Hendersonville. Come out and see us for our Titans football feast. Enter for a chance to win Titans and Dolphins tickets coming up this Sunday in Nissan Stadium. Also got Titans tickets up for grabs coming up at five fifteen later today on the show. Alongside Ron Slay, Will Bowling back with you. Joe Hunk, our producer, pleased to be joined 
by Jim Wyatt, covering the Titans for TennesseeTitans.com, at Sports on Twitter. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Hope you guys are doing well. We are good. And let's start with the latest headlines. Uh, just a couple of minutes ago, Jayon Brown, Cody Hollister, the newest names headed to the COVID-19 list. And, Jim, might be a different process for them to get back as the CDC updates their guidelines and perhaps the NFL later this afternoon per Adam Schefter could update their guidelines today as well. What can you tell us about the timeline for these two guys? Yeah, I mean, if it does follow the CBT, C, CDC guidelines, and it sounds like it's going to be, it's going to be uh, reducing the time away from 10 days to five. And, you know, the Titans already had Taylor Wan and Nate Davis and Kendall Lamb, you know, on there last week. Julio Jones, Buster Screen, Bud Dupree, Nick Westbrook-Kina added yesterday. So, so Jayon becomes the latest. And uh, so it's at the point where it's either five days or you get a negative test. And uh, I think a lot of people thought maybe when the process changed where you just needed a negative test to come back, that it would speed up the return of a lot of guys. But I think if you look across the league, that hasn't been as prevalent as I think some people thought it might be. So we'll just have to kind of see how things go throughout the course of the week. You know, Titans are thin it on the O-line now, but – potentially get some of those guys back, uh, you know, for the start of the practice week, and then we'll just have to see what happens at some of these other spots. I mean, kind of thin at receiver now, too, with Julio and Nick Westbrook-Akina and Cody Hollister from the practice squad. So we'll see kind of what moves need to take place and might take place. Well, hopefully um, things are um, shake out right and people can test out over the gym. But if not, um, I mean (laughs) – What's the move? You got guys on the practice field that's, that's going down and, you know, testing positive, and then you got guys that are starters testing positive. Where, where are we? Are 88 players played and played already for the Titans or what? Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly right, Ron. I mean, it's 88, and, uh, you know, we'll see whether that number changes this week. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of optimistic about some of these guys coming okay. back and being able to play, but uh, – you know, what it means for others. I mean, the question I get asked probably more than any behind when's Derrick Henry coming back is, you know, <laughs> when is when is Golden Tate going to play? And and, right. and, 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 and that kind of remains to be seen, too. I mean, I, I can answer that, you know, that I always kind of look at Golden Tate as insurance for Chester Rogers in case something right. happened to him or if he ended up on the COVID list. Right now, Chester Rogers is okay, but – you know, again, three guys down. I anticipate, you know, Golden probably getting some extra work this week. We'll see if some of these guys come off. They still, you know, got, you know, we got guys available there, obviously, from Lacey McMath to, to A.J. Brown to, uh, I mentioned Chester. So, and we'll see if some of these other guys come off as the week goes by. But, you know, a lot of teams are dealing with them. I was looking at the Dolphins. You know, their transactions come out. I think they had four guys added to it today. You know, we saw the the Saints play without 20 guys last night. That's just kind of what we're dealing with here. And um, you just don't know who you're going to have from from day to day. From I was going to say from week to week. It's really from day to day. Because, right, uh, right. You know, as we see bowl games get canceled. I saw UCLA before I came on. They had to cancel the game uh, because yeah. of cases. So it's just the world we're living in now, unfortunately. Jim, um, outside of that, the COVID test, let's talk about football for a second. These guys, the defense in particular, especially Jeff Simmons, do you get a sense of, with him being snubbed from the Pro Bowl, do you get a sense of the defense really bearing down and, and, and saying, you know what, 
we're going to take this responsibility on our shoulder and show the world exactly who we are as more they can take that as more motivation getting ready to go into the playoffs or is this just everybody doing their job well i think it's i i, I think it's everybody doing their job because i think they do uh you know they've got a lot of self-pride i think this is a right. group that loves playing with alongside one another i think they've obviously gotten better but i also think that you know whether some guys admit it or not that that comes into play i mean i, I still mm-hmm. remember the 2002 titans team that ended up going to the AFC championship game and I think won maybe 11 games in a row in a losing to Oakland out there. But that group uh, and that team didn't have a player vote to the Pro Bowl. And I think those guys all felt like, hey, we're, you know, they called themselves the Tennessee Tyrants back then. That was a group name that Keith Bullock and Lance Schultz gave that group. But I think this group has a, you know, probably has a mentality, too, that, hey, we're not getting respect we deserve. Kevin Byers certainly deserved to go, but there's no question Jeffrey Simmons did, too. You can make a case for Harold Landry. Uh, I think some of those guys feel like they got snubbed, and that, that becomes a, a, another that, – that even adds more fuel to a fire for a team that's hungry and motivated and wants to prove people wrong. Jim Wyatt with us here on 104.5 The Zone. Jim, last thing for you. Mike Keith talked to us yesterday and said that he thinks Dane Crookshank might be the most improved player on this Titans roster this season. And coming off a week where he held George Kittle to only two catches for 26 yards, uh, it seems like a pretty good time to make that argument coming off of maybe the best uh, uh, performance of his career. What did you make of the way he played? Obviously really big for the Titans to get him back healthy. Well, yeah, and, he's, and, he's, and they've kind of a, you know applauded him or at least recognized him for – for kind of taking ownership of the role that they have given him, and that is a lot of times matching up with a lot with tight ends. That's a lot of times coming in on third down. He's done that. You know, Mike Vrabel talked yesterday about a play in particular where he was so good on his technique, making a tackle, and uh, and that's kind of what it takes. And unfortunately, you know, Jayon Brown, you know, who was supposed to be on your show tonight, I know uh, he, he he kind of has done the same thing since. Zach Cunningham came in. He said, "Hey, you're kind of big third down guy. Take this role." And he's he has excelled in what has been asked of him. I think Crookshank is the same way. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, everybody wants to start, but this team has good two good stars at safety and Byard and Hooker. So Crookshank has kind of taken the role they've given him by the horns, and has been great. I mean, he's, he was he was really good uh, against Kittle. He's been good against some of the other tight ends he's been matched up with, and. You know, there's another good tight end coming in here on Sunday that I'm sure he's going to be responsible for, at least in some parts of the game. So when guys like that improve and help the team, I mean, it just, it just makes a good defense even better. Jim Wyatt has been our guest here on 3HL at Sports on Twitter. Jim, Happy New Year to you. Appreciate the time as always. We'll catch up soon. Okay, Happy New Year to you guys. Have a great week. Thanks, Jim. All right, Jim Wyatt on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. When we come back, Slay, we will reset the headlines, take a look at Monday Night Football, the Saints and the Dolphins, and the scouting report Miami gave us. Plus, coming up in the next hour, Week 17 games that matter to the Titans and matter for the playoff picture in the AFC. One hour down, two to go. It's no huddle radio on 3HL. Will Bowling, Ron Slay with you. Back at it after this on 104.5 The Zone.